For those of you who have been coming, <clears throat> my voice is struggling a little bit, but I trust uh, the Holy Spirit will enable me to share tonight. For those of you who have been coming to our evening services, you know that we have been going through the first Samuel and we have been seeing uh, these two men, uh, David and Saul. And we've seen God's hand in, in, in their lives. But tonight, and I say it always, even though we were dealing with these two men, it was not about these two men, it's always about God. Even tonight I want to focus on this. Well, these four verses, 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20, I don't know whether there are four or five. <laughs> I want to focus on these verses because these verses reveals, re- reveal to us something of God's character. And God is God who delights in restoring uh, uh, things. The things that he has uh, created, the things that he has given, that are his work. And so he doesn't want anyone to, to rob uh, 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 his things, uh, even uh, his blessings over his people. It's God of restoration. We, were f- we, are f- we, we fell uh, in Adam, and yet God, he promised restoration. He said even the earth will be restored. He says God is God of restoration. He says even we are born again, and yet he says we will be also restored fully. Because now I think we, you all know, we go through troubles, isn't it? We go through a lot of, of things that we, every human being, uh, go through. So we are not exceptional. But God has promised that the work that he has begun, he will finish. The, the work of restoration he has begun, he will finish it. And it is right for us to pray for restoration for things that we think we have lost. You can think back, maybe your health, you used to run, and now you can't run anymore. Maybe God wants you to run again. You see, maybe you think that now you will be having some eyesight trouble forever. How about if God would want to restore your, your vision, your first love for the Lord Jesus Christ? Maybe you were a business person and you are losing, losing, losing. When you, when you began your, your business, you were just like uh, winning, winning, winning and, and having a lot of uh, <laughs> uh, money and income. And I mean like interest. Uh, what do you call it? Like, yeah, you're increasing in capital, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I was just at a business summit the other day. Even I can't remember even that one word, you see. <laughs> yeah, business words. So God is delighted in, 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 in restoring things to us. And it's just a pity that God's people will not just pray to God to restore to them things that they, they, are, they are valuable. Even the gift of witnessing, gift of, of preaching, gift of prayer, everything. God is God of restoration. So tonight I want to stir you to think this way. And we have seen this in this history. The Amalekites, Amalek, they raided God's people. And, and, and the whole chapter 30 is talking about this nation. This nation came and 
and, and raided God's people and, and, and took everything. everything Akish he 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 raided God's people and he took everything even David's wives two wives were taken we are told and all these dogs and cattle young children boys and girls all men and all women they took everything. And when David learned that the enemies of God's people came and, and burned down the, the city and took everything, he cried out to the Lord. In verse 6 of chapter 30, David said to Abiathar, that was the high priest, the son of Ahimelech, bring me the effort. Abiathar brought it to him. Ephod, if you were here last week, was, was this uh, uh, type of cloth that a high priest would wear that has an inscription of, 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 of the 12 tribes. And then he will come and remind God of, of, the, of the fellowship, of the covenant that he has with his own people. And that intercession, they want him to uh, to rescue them and to bless them. So that was what David did. And he inquired of the Lord. And then he said to him, Shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? And then the Lord says, Here, pursue them. He answered, You will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. And now if we turn over to, chapter, to, to, to the same chapter, to verses uh, 16, we see that David was led by this slave Egyptian uh, who was left behind by his king, King Ziglag. And then he led David to, 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 to find these people. And so this man, Egyptian man, slave, he led David down and, and there they were, uh, they saw the, the, the Amalekites scattered over the countryside, eating, drinking, enjoying the, uh, the, 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 all the Thunders, they have taken away from God's people and, 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 and because of the great amount of the plunder they had taken from the land of Philistines and from Judah. So these people, they, 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 they raided Philistines and also Judah. You see, so they, this is a third party, isn't it? They are not Philistines, they are not God's people, but they are another nation, Amalekite, that uh, Joshua fought when they were coming from Egypt. So David fought them from dusk until the evening of the next day, and none of them got away, except 400 young men who rode off on camels and fled. David recovered everything. Just take notes of that word. He recovered everything. He recovered everything. When the word of God says everything, and this is what I want to, to talk to you about, that means everything. Just not only that. And then he went on to describe to us what is this everything and others. So, so he said this. He, he, he recovered everything the Amalekites had taken. 
including his two wives. So just, just see the order. So everything, including his, his two wives. So the order here, his two wives just came second. That was not the, 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 the first thing that he, he went out for. You see, David didn't just go out there to just to rescue his two wives. Just remember, he's the leader of the people of Israel. And so now as he, he goes out, his aim was to recover everything that has been taken. And it's happened that his two wives were among everything that has been taken by these people. That shouldn't be in the hands of these people by the, by the right of possessions. These are God's things that the Amalekites are tampering with. Do you see that? Because here, the Amalekites, what they are trying to do, they are not just challenging the people of Israel. They are challenging God. They are in a battle with God. And you cannot get into a battle with God and win. And God is not a God who will just give up his own work, his own possessions, his royal diadems, the people he has redeemed for himself to reflect his glory. God cannot allow his people to be put to shame. That is not God. Because his people are a praise to his name. That was what he said to, 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 to Pharaoh. Let my people go that they may worship me. Let my people go and they may worship me. What did Michael read to us from Joel? When things are restored, because he said, I will repay you. That is, that is verse 25 of Joel 2. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten. The great locusts and the young locusts. The other locusts, like they small and the big. I suspect that the young locusts will eat the small things, the scrams, and the big one will just go over the things. You see, even everything that has been taken by whoever, it will be restored. That is what he's saying here. All the locusts, even, and the locusts swarm. My great army that I sent among you, that has allowed to go into your presence, into your midst, and, and take these things. Like what we see in First Samuel, that God allowed... Amalekites to just raid God's people. You will have plenty to eat until you are full and you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. Then you will know that I am in Israel, that I am the Lord your God and no one can have Ownership over you. No one can just put you to shame. No one just can come and exalt themselves over you. You are God's people. And God loves you. If there is any need, he will open the, the windows of heavens and pour out his blessings upon you. Do you believe this? This is what we are. Redeemed, set apart for God's glory.
his holy spirit lives in us and the promises are for us and we know that we don't live we don't lean on our own understanding in this world we may go to universities we may be ceos of big companies or things like that these are just our mission field everything david recover everything that malachites had taken including his two wives nothing was missing nothing was missing nothing nothing and it is a shame that we as god's people we allow certain to just take everything from us and to and to see and not to get into battle because what david is doing here is going to war isn't it we might not go to war with weapons but but for us not going to war with weapons doesn't mean that there is no battle there is no war you heard this our bodies are itchy there's no presence of jesus in our midst he has promised that if two or three are gathered in my name i am in the midst of them what should we experience in god's presence his power his comfort we should enjoy the word of god i enjoyed the word when it was read earlier was how many of you really joined with michael when he was reading the word of god it was just coming forth even just listening to word to god's word is just glad in our hearts so here we are told that david is recovering everything see verse 18 everything that malachi has taken 19 nothing was missing young or all boy or girl so there is nothing that is not important to god here do you see in some cultures like they push children away isn't it oh don't make noise or they are the last to eat sometimes to get their scraps and and people can pursue their own things and don't, don't don't consider the needs of the young people well here the lord god says people in his in his covenant in the covenant he has made they are so precious to him and so you today you are not here by chance god is reminding you that he is interested in all your affairs is small and great you see so if you were here a few years few weeks ago and jim was sharing with us how they lost like few shares you see when someone can say like look why you don't just go and replace them you see and buy some as i was preparing that really came to my mind like why even a share not to be lost because it was in our in in in, in our care you see as god's people so we should not allow the enemy even for our health you see when i was uh, in in brisbane for the last two weeks uh, the two days it was just like a, a business summit for christians and uh, i went there and as i was sitting there these people they were really serious people they were serious people like in whatever god has called them to do they want to do it god's way and i think i think we as christian we can apply this in in every sphere of our lives isn't it the the soccer players they say they pray for god you see <laughs> business people they say they want to do business god's way teachers they want to teach jesus way every single christian want to do his own things god's way isn't it and god really opened my eyes and so as i was there there were friends i thought i said to myself i think this summit i feel like god even is going to restore my health as well I didn't know that the, the last day 
This guy, he brought a Christian guy who is running gym, fitness, things. <laughs> this guy is, is so massive and very tall, a godly man. You see? And he called the leader of this movement, a very gifted man, to come up and, 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 and do push-up. You see? First time he was asked to do five, and he did six. And then, and then we thought, oh, that was really... Uh, I think he would be like 55 or 52, something like that. And then later on, he called him again. And this guy came, and he said, let us just encourage him to keep going. And this man came also, and he did 28 push-up. Wow, how about that? And this man talked to us about our health, even sleeping patterns, what we eat. He says it's very important that we take care of our health as well as God's people. God is interested in every single thing in our lives. And so he's not delighted that we lose things that are so precious. We are not losing friends. People may, be, may find it so difficult to lose friends, isn't it? <laughs> but they don't think even the small things also. It speaks a lot. It speaks volumes. It speaks of God's grace. So David is telling us that even the small things are very important. And God is, is wanting to restore things. Even tonight as you sit here. I want you to sit back and think, what do you want to see again in your life? A fire of the Holy Spirit in your life, witnessing from one person to one person to one person to one person. Uh, <laughs> now I can't travel a, a lot in public transport <laughs> because that was my mission field. Uh, from bus to bus, from train to train, just speaking to people about Christ from street to street. So I, I pray God may restore it. You see, whenever, and it's God himself who wants to do that. On the 18th of November last year, I was invited to go to speak to year 11 at PLC, Presbyterian Ladies College. This man, Nick, a lovely man, the chaplain, introduced me to the principal and the other people there, even uh, one of the leaders in the, I think that the vice, the principal or the vice principal was there with her dog in the, in the, in the office. <laughs> Very prestigious school. So I took Uber and then on my way back, I said, well, look, I can save money now and I have a ticket. And then I took the bus. And just, and Nick prayed for me before I left. And I was just so free. As if Lord, the Lord restored to me the fire of evangelism. And I was the first person I spoke to was this bus driver, a very gentle man in his 70s from New South Wales. And he was just sharing with me how he was a Catholic. And then he couldn't just believe the fact that good people depart from this world. He said to me, a Catholic man died, a man who did a lot of good things. I can't understand this. And I, said, and I said, okay, I opened my Bible, just it was across there. And I said, Isaiah 57, righteous men are being gathered and no one understands. And I said, we don't understand either. But the Bible says that we won't, don't understand. And then I changed the bus and then another person I witnessed. Her. And then I, I, uh, when I got to Springbell train station, two couples, I spoke with them like 40 minutes about Jesus, a Muslim boy was asking me. So maybe you need the Lord to restore you. Your love for your parents, your love for the Lord, your love for your friends, your roommates and everything. 
the Lord want to restore us. Even the gift of giving, the Lord may want to restore that in you. What is in faith that you will have a godly husband or a godly wife? Maybe you lost all who well now maybe the Lord doesn't want to do this. Just that faith itself, God wants to restore in, in you. So we are told here there's nothing that was not important to be recovered. Boy or girl, plunder or anything else they had taken. Just like that, because these people, they cannot challenge God and go away with it. That is the thing. And you need to believe also that there's nothing that God has given you that we wouldn't want you to keep and to maintain. Even your children, God doesn't want you just to let go of your children, to fight in prayer. That is your battlefield. You pray for them. You see? So we, we shouldn't just let God's things just slip just like that. That is our responsibility. Like David, he took the courage to go. And remember, the success or the success is from the Lord. So the Lord said to him, promise. Pursue them. You will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. Just imagine if he didn't rescue in success, in, in, in the rescue. God is a liar, isn't it? That is verse, verse, uh, verse, uh, verse 8 of, of, of chapter 30. It's the Lord God who said, I will give you success. So the battle is his. He has promised. Didn't he promise us that? I will not leave you nor forsake you. He said that. He said we are precious more than the sparrow. He will. He is keeping us. We are so precious. He will not lose us. That is why Paul was able to say to die is gain, to live is Christ. You see, we are said not to lose we might lose a battle, but we have not lost the war. That is what is happening here. Even the death of a Christian is a departure to glory. But we are to be vigilant like David to see God and to receive the success from him. So here we are told that everything, everything, he took all the flocks and herds and his men drove them ahead of the other livestock, saying, this is David's plunder. This is the faith of David in his God. This is David celebrating the success that God has given him. So we need to do that. We need to be a people who are longing for God to give us success in all the things we do. For excellence in all that we do. Tonight I pray that we begin to be careful. We begin to be vigilant. We begin to, be, uh, to set ourselves to fight these battles over the things that we have for the enemy not to ruin these things. I used to have a lot of battles of, uh, over at the theological college. So just like there was just great opposition over my study there. Just the screen would just go, boop, things like that. And just, just uh, assignment would just disappear, disappear. And I would just like have nightmare. Article was just, I would want to search some articles. So just, the atmosphere would be just fully demonized. Have you experienced things like that when you are confused? Something that can take you just only two, two hours will take you like 10 hours. It's the enemy. How about other times when you prayed and you persevered and you fought with the Lord, with, with the Lord in prayer? 
to, to, to help you today. And then you start doing things, things that can take you like two hours. It's 30 minutes. Just done. See, it's God. And we need to be a people who are relying on God, not relying on ourselves. David didn't rely on his skills as a fighter. He sought the Lord himself, and the Lord gave him success. It's just like you are given um, answers for your exams, isn't it? It's just like that. God wants that. Even as a young boy, when I was doing grade six exams, it was a national exam. You see, I had a book that was all books, so sometimes you get books, the same book that was being used like for 10 years for other, by other students because the school had to offer. And when I was going to exam, there was a part that was not in my book, <laughs> you see. And I had a dream at night. It was like, and, and that was geography, the world geography. So it was about Detroit, Detroit in America because all these cities, they were famous for producing certain things. The cars and things like that, cinema and things like that. Yeah, I had one and then I thought, like, what is that? I didn't know that. And then in the morning I asked a guy and it was in the exam. Even with that, it was just like that. X-rays, when I was doing physics in university, the same thing. So God is God who wants us to succeed. So let us rely on him as God of restoration and there's nothing, nothing that has been, we have been robbed of that God is not wanting to, us to restore. Even job, it might be this, not the same job, but even give us best job. I have this belief that God is God who takes us from, from, from a degree of blessing to more blessings. It's not a God who just brings us down like that. We, we go like that. I got heaps of testimonies. When I finished my university, I was an international student. I had no job in Cairo. Then I said, okay. And then I started to, to work with the Lord, and then I went to Cyprus training for like Bible studies and things like that. When I came back to Egypt, to Cairo, I said, oh, I'm going to do anything. I'm not going to rely on my family. I've just, I'm, I graduated. I'm a grown-up man now. I want to do anything. I started to work in a supermarket, delivering these things with, on a bike. You see, <laughs> people calling, just like that. Just, I did that, and I was praying, and I was growing in my faith with the Lord. And then suddenly, three months later, I got private tutoring, physics and chemistry. And so my, my income was increasing just slowly. I work as a chef as well. See, I did those things. And then three, two years later, there was this educational center that was starting up. And so I applied among four to four people. I was one of the 13. And after that, I played a role there where I was the registrar, I'm just using my educational skills just to register all the the kids, and uh, that was the time where the Holy Spirit was just moving powerfully. It was a revival. And then every student's teacher was given a class. I was not given. And then the founders were two retired missionaries from USA, Christian men, man and, woman and, 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 and wife. So they called me aside. They said, look, we didn't give you a class. We know that you are a science teacher, but we want you to be the assistant principal. Just like that. From a chef, supermarket young man, <laughs> to an assistant principal who meeting with big agencies in Egypt, trying to provide education for refugees across the land of Egypt. I started to witness, and I was never the principal again. I was the founder of few educational centers. Do you think God is God who can just bring you down? 
when you start, we start, even if you don't have, you feel like oh, you are out of job or out of anything, you are not going to go low. You are going to go up. Just trust. And if there is anything that you think God has allowed to be taken from you, well, tonight you have heard that God is God of restoration. Let us pray together. Yeah, Father in heaven, I want to thank you for this time. I just want to pray that you lay on our hearts as your people to fight good fight of faith and to believe that, Lord, you do not want us to hold to the things that you have given us lightly. You want us, Lord, to be good stewards, even our work with you, to pray and to seek you and to keep ourselves in the love of God and the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. And, Lord, and to go about his business and not to look elsewhere but to focus so, Lord, I pray even today that you will cause us to pray and to, Lord God, and to seek your face and to ask you for, 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 for victories over battles we are, that we are having. For, Lord, you have called us into this covenant with you. And all the good things that we have are from your hand, O oh Lord. For the Bible says every good and perfect gift is from God, from above, from you, O oh God, our Father. So we pray tonight, Lord, you teach us to be Lord, like David, a man who uh, have, uh, uh, knew his responsibility as a leader of his own people. Lord God, if we are no leaders of anyone, we are leaders of our lives. You want us to lead a life that is worthy of Jesus Christ. Lord God, I just want to pray tonight that you begin to mold us and to change us and to work in us and to make us true soldiers. Like Apostle Paul who said, I fought the good fight of faith. Help us, O oh Lord, to be to have faith that we may finish well. O oh Lord God, may we know this anointing tonight, anointing of being vigilant, being great fighters in, in seeking your face. Even when we are down and feel downcast and seemingly defeated, help us not to believe that, but to be willing, Lord God, to believe in our God, who is mighty, who is able to defeat his enemies just by breath of his mouth. 